the reason why this is so big uh, that 91% of workers have said this is because people will fight for what they already have way stronger, way more than for something that they want. And so if 91% of workers are saying, hey, I want to continue working remotely, companies are going to have a very, very difficult time taking that away from them because if they try to do that and that hurts that 91% of workers, what do you think those 91% of workers are going to do? Hey, what's up, you guys? Miko Koshovsky here, and welcome back to another episode of That Remote Live Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and uh, the reason for that is that this is actually a slightly different episode to what you may be used to. Uh, this time around, I don't actually have a guest. It's just me on uh, this episode, and the reason for that is that there's a few articles out uh, in the news recently that I want to talk about and I want to discuss with you guys. Uh, as you may have noticed from the title of this podcast, it's around uh, what has been called in the media as the great resignation. Or essentially in 2021, we had a whole bunch of people quit their jobs for a multitude of reasons. And uh, we're going to talk about that what this article and this research says about uh, that great resignation, and then also uh, why remote work is here to stay. And I'm not saying that just as a remote work fan and somebody who's been talking about remote work for many years, but this is literally what the data says coming out of companies. So really, really exciting things to talk about and that we're going to unpack here uh, on the episode today. But before we jump into that, uh, I do have a uh, little bit of like an update that I want to bring you guys uh, in on, and that is that uh, recently I've been reevaluating my uh, social media use. And what I mean by that is I've been most active in the past on Instagram. It's been my social media platform of choice, but I haven't really been able to connect as easily with people in the you know, over the last like year or two, it just hasn't been as easy to connect with people. It hasn't been as easy to, uh, you know, get out there and attract uh, more followers and or more listeners to this podcast. And so I've been playing around with a few different social media apps recently, most uh, notably LinkedIn and Twitter. And I got to tell you guys, I am falling in love with Twitter. Uh, the conversations happening over there are so much more focused around remote work, around startups, entrepreneurship, uh, this entire topic that or set of topics that we talk about on this podcast. Uh, there's way more conversation happening uh about them on Twitter. And so uh, I do want to update you guys to those of you uh, who listen to the podcast and who follow me on uh, social media, who follow me on Instagram. You may have noticed uh, I'm not really posting there as much. I'm not really doing as many stories. And that's because I'm just really full steam ahead on Twitter. I'm also doing a lot more stuff on LinkedIn. And so the reason why I bring this up, if you guys do want to continue uh, staying in touch with me, uh, if you want to have direct access to me uh, through DMs, whatever it may be, make sure that you follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's the exact same handle as uh, my Instagram. It's at Mitkoka, M-I-T-K-O-K-E. 
A. Uh, if you guys were wondering why that's my social media handle, it's because it's my first name and the first two letters of my last name. And I always thought that that was easier, but I always get people asking me about that. Like, why is it Makoko? What does that mean? And so uh, tell me, actually, I'd be curious to hear if you guys think that's a terrible social media handle and if I should change it to something else or if you like it and it's actually not that difficult. But uh, definitely head on over to Twitter at Mitkoka, M-I-T-K-O-K-A, and give me a follow there. I'm constantly posting and I'm interacting with people uh, and having really, really fun conversations. And I'm going to tease something here. Uh, If you guys are interested in finding out what my top three most kind of goal guests of uh, aspirational guests, I guess you can say, of 2022 are, the three most aspirational guests of mine for this podcast for 2022. 2022. If you want to find out what those are, I recently shared them on Twitter publicly. Uh, So head on over there and check them out if you're curious to learn uh, what those are. And when you see the tweet, if you like those top three, if you're like, wow, I'd really like to hear Miko interview these people, give it a share because uh, more shares, obviously you guys can imagine these uh, are pretty well-known people, pretty famous people. And so getting some shares on that, getting some likes on it, some activity. Just, you know, it's not going to hurt the chances of actually getting those three people on the podcast this year. So thank you very much if you decide to uh, jump on Twitter and give me a follow, uh, give me a shout, say like, hey, I heard this podcast. I used to follow you on Instagram or whatever, and now I'm over here. Let me know. I'd love uh, to chat with you and check out that tweet. Give it a reshare. I really, really appreciate the love. But all right. With that out of the way, let's talk about these two articles because uh, I think what these two articles together are saying is very, very interesting. So um, if you guys want to read the articles yourself, uh, I'm going to have links to them in the show notes, so don't worry about it. You can just head on over to the show notes, click on them, read them yourselves. Uh, But the first article is from a company called Zeti, which is actually a resume uh, software that allows you to make resumes very easily online. And that is important. You're going to find out why in a second. And then the uh, other article is actually a Gallup poll uh, analysis from Gallup themselves. So uh, a very reputable source of data and statistics. Um, Now, here's why I said that the Zeti, what they do is really, really important. The reason for it is because we kind of need to look at this data with something uh, on our mind, with something in mind. And that is that Zeti is an online resume maker. So a lot of the people that they surveyed for this article, they had 900 people that they surveyed for this article, are most likely people who are looking to quit their jobs, right? The reason why you go use a resume maker online or not online is because you're updating your resume. And the reason why you would update your resume is because you're probably interested in using that resume to get a new job. So this is very important, uh, just something to keep in mind as uh, we kind of discuss what uh, their research says. So the really shocking thing here that this Zeti poll found, like I said, 900 people that they polled, they found that 49%, so just under half of the people they polled, said that they quit their job in 2021. 
So that is, if we were to say that this is a, a perfect slice of the United States, I believe that all of the people they polled were in the U.S., then if we were to extrapolate that to the entire uh, population of the, U of the U.S., then we can say that about half of the population changed jobs this year. Now, like I said, I don't think that we can actually do that with this information because of 900 people is really not that big of a sample size compared to the population of the U.S. And the sample can be very much affected by the fact that Zeti is, is focused on uh, resumes. But I do think that what they found um, about who those people were is a bit more interesting. So 56% uh, of people aged 38 and younger quit their jobs as opposed to uh, only 23% uh, of workers with 20 plus experience with 20 or more years of experience quit their jobs. So essentially what is what this is telling us is um, that the majority of the people who did say they quit their jobs are younger. And this makes a lot of sense in my opinion because, uh, you know, people who are younger are are far more likely to be interested in remote work. If you've been working for years and years and years and you're very used to, uh, you know, going to the office and you like the way that things are done already, you're probably not going to be as interested uh, or as driven to quit your job if, you know, your company said like, hey, we're remote, now we're going to pull you back. Um, and also when you're younger, you're way more of a risk taker, right? So you're going to be like, Hey, I'm looking to grow. And the best way to grow or the best way to make a jump in growth is to go from a company to company. Um, so that's very, very interesting. But as you notice here, or you may have noticed, I did take a little bit of a jump in saying that this was related to remote work, uh, which let's look at the data. Like, let's see what the data actually says. The biggest reason why people say that they quit in 2021, according to this poll, is low pay. So 67% of people marked uh, the fact that the reason they quit was low pay, that, that being the highest reason. So the way they allowed them to do it was to actually mark if it's important or very important on several different uh, aspects. And they 67% of people marked low pay as being important or very important. There's a few things that we can unpack here, I think, in terms of what this means. So the first thing that I can think of here that is a possibility is um, actually inflation. Okay, so as we've heard, uh, inflation has been going a bit crazy in the United States. Actually, while this survey was being conducted, the U.S. inflation shot past 6%, which is the highest in decades. So we do know that at the time slot that they were doing this survey, was during uh, the inf the inflation, sort of the growth of inflation. So, you know, if all of a sudden you're seeing that your dollar is being worth less, then you're going to want to look for more dollars in order to make that up, right? So it's very possible that uh, the regular salary bumps uh, that were happening from year to year just weren't enough. They're not really... Um, there is actually some data right now that is that is coming out showing that the regular salary bumps that are supposed to essentially like keep up with the pace of inflation uh, this year and the last year are actually not doing so. So those regular pay bumps that companies are very used to doing in order to you know stay on pace with inflation are actually not enough just because of how crazy inflation has been in the last year. So it's very possible 
that folks are, uh, the folks that were polled for this are actually feeling like their dollar isn't really worth as much. Their salary, whatever it was they agreed upon, is actually just not as much money as it used to be. So they could be going out there looking for more pay. But the other thing that I think is important here is this factor of remote work. Because let's look at it from this point of view. You're living in Indiana, right? You're living somewhere in like Indianapolis, great city, uh, but somewhere in the Midwest where salaries are lower, right? And all of a sudden you go remote in 2020 after COVID. And after a year, year and a half, two years, you're still working remotely, right? Like a lot of companies haven't pulled back uh, these sort of information-based jobs. So if, if this were me and I'm doing a job, but I'm living in Indianapolis and being paid Indianapolis salaries, yet I see a company that is based out of, I don't know, San Francisco or New York or something like that, paying 25, 30% more to an employee to do the same job and they have a job opening, I would be very interested in getting that job in working with that company that is offering a salary that is higher for the same thing that I'm doing. So I do think that remote work very likely does have something to play even with this uh, reason of quitting being uh, trying to go out there and get higher pay because all of a sudden opportunity is decentralized where you don't need to move from one city to the other to actually get paid more. So it's very likely that a lot of workers are all of a sudden saying, hold on a second, why am I getting paid to do the same thing but I'm getting paid less instead of going to do that exact same thing that I'm doing but getting paid more because the company is based out of somewhere else and that location is what's, you know, essentially what their salaries are based on. So I think this is an interesting thing here uh, to talk about in terms of employment. Now, of the 10 categories that uh, they sort of showed in this, uh, in this article, the 10th category with 55% of people reporting in that their reason to quit was actually being forced to return to on-site work. Now, I know that this is the lowest, meaning that out of the 10 categories, uh, being asked to return back to the office is the 10th, it's the lowest one. But 55% of people saying that this was one of their top reasons is still a huge, huge number. That is massive. For uh, reference, the first one that we just talked about being low pay, that was 67%. So it's barely 10%. Uh, it's barely, you know, over 10% uh, of people. So there's there's not that big of a difference between these 10 categories. And I do think that that is really important. O over half of people mark this as being their number one concern. So this is very, very important. I think another one that's interesting here is actually uh, management issues were reported as, as the third uh, most important uh, with 65% of people choosing that one. And we can again ask ourselves, how does this relate to remote work? Uh, because if you, the way that I look at this and the, and the reason why I keep kind of attaching these to remote work is because they're sort of interconnected, right? Like if you want to stay home and you've been doing your job well for two years and 
you have proven over those two years that there's no negative to you being you know, at home instead of having to come into the office. And now the management staff, the upper management, whoever it may be is saying, all right, we're gonna pull you guys back. And you're like, why are you doing this? Why can't I stay home, right? There's no effect to my work. Why can't I stay home? You're gonna say that you're having disagreements with the management, right? Now, those disagreements with management, the reason why you're saying that you're not happy with the way you're being managed is the fact that you're being, your flexibility is being taken away, right? And so that is what, that's the reason why I'm sort of attaching these two things. Uh, I know it may sound like a stretch and like I'm biased and I certainly am biased, so keep that in mind, but I do think that there's a lot of logic in that, right? A lot of people may be bumping up against old management styles that just don't want to change. And the core reason when you're asked, you know, why are you leaving? You're going to say like, oh, because, you know, these managers are doing things that I don't like, which could be the fact that they're asking you to come back to the office with really no good evidence to support that you need to come back to the office in order to do your job. And in case you're thinking, all right, Miko, you are, you know, your bias here is being uh, a, a very big factor in, in the way that you're talking about this. Consider this statistic that is still from the same poll, okay? So up until now, we've been talking about results about people who've quit a job. But what about people who are looking for a new job? What was their most important thing that they were looking for from that new job? 77% of people who got a new job in 2021 ranked flexible working practices as their top reason for what attracted them to that new job. So this is why I really think that remote work or flexible work situations, whatever you wanna call it, flexible working practices is what they called it in this article, really does tie in with these other points that we've been talking about. Because even if people are quitting and they're not necessarily saying, I'm quitting because I want to remain working at home, I wanna keep working remotely, in massive percentages, 77% guys, none of the other um, none of the other statistics that we read really like had that big of support, right? The top one I think we said uh, was 67% saying low pay was the reason why they quit, right? So exactly 10% more people said that remote work, flexible working practices were their top reasons for choosing a new job. So this is why I think that they're connected because when we look at these situations, when we look at the results from two different points, you can kind of see how these things connect, right? And like we're saying with, with pay, remote work is one of these things where uh, it does affect your take-home pay because if you have to drive to work every single day, you have to pay for a suit and tie or a specific type of quote-unquote business attire. These are costs that are part of the cost of you going to the office. And so if you're saying, hey, one of the reasons why I'm quitting is because I want to have more pay, I want more money, you can look at this issue from two different points, right? You can look at it from, well, I want to get paid more, which 
is true. That tends to be, I would imagine that that's always the reason why people pay or one of the top reasons, uh, one of the top reasons why people quit. But also you can look at it from the other point of view where, well, in order for me to take home more money, I can also just reduce my expenses that are caused by my job. So that's why I think uh, this is a really, really interesting article. I know that 900 people is not a very big sample size. That is one of the big issues with this poll. And obviously there is a bias towards people who have quit their job. So this is why, you know, when you read, and I don't, I with the bias, I really think the the problem with this bias of Zeddy being a resume maker is more focused on this uh, overall number of like 49% of people quit in 2021. Uh, that one, that statistic to me is very questionable. I'm not saying I'm not saying that there weren't a lot of people who quit. Uh, in 2021, there's a reason why the great resignation, quote unquote, became such a trending topic because a lot of people were quitting. I don't think it was 49% of people, but I do think that the rest of these numbers do make a lot of sense because, you know, it's 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 not, uh, you know, it, it doesn't affect the greater number in that way, if that makes sense. But anyways... I'm going to move on to the next topic because I think uh, this is very interesting. So this is a Gallup poll. Gallup is very well known uh, for creating uh, some, some good statistics, some very trustworthy statistics. And I think this is the interesting one and you'll see how this kind of ties in um, with the rest of the things that we've been talking about. So 45% of full-time employees worked partially or fully remotely in September. And this is for uh, 2021. And the really interesting thing here is that this figure, this percentage remains unchanged from the rates in July and August. And with we, the way that we can interpret this is that U.S. companies are essentially like putting pause, a long-term pause on their return to office plans. And if they're, you know, you can say on pause, but if you do on pause longer and longer and longer, it's essentially signaling that the remote work is not just a trend. It's not something that is going to be around for a little bit, but it is trending permanent. It's something that companies are saying, okay, this is just the way that we're doing things from now on, which is what we've been talking about for, you know, from before COVID, that the moment that a company goes remote, they see the benefits, the cost savings, the fact that their employers are happier, the fact they can find the best person for the job no matter where they live. And so it was just one of these things where like the moment that you dip your toes and you, if you do so with an open mind, you can only go one way in my opinion. Now here is something else that is really, really interesting because this is such a high percentage. 91% of workers in the US working at least some of their hours remotely are hoping that their ability to work at home persists after the pandemic. Now, the reason why this is huge is because psychologically, we as people will fight way more to keep something that we own, to keep something that we have, than we will to get something. And the reason why that is is because when you have something, you're used to having it. You sort of attach yourself to whatever that is, uh, to whatever that benefit is. Uh, and so when somebody says, okay, 
I'm going to take this away now, you will fight a lot harder to keep that thing because if you're fighting for something, then you don't know what it's like to have that yet. You may imagine what it's like to have that, but having it is a much stronger reason to fight for something. This is why you may hear in, in corporate institutions, you may hear something called a clawback incentive, which is essentially exactly this idea. So this, the reason why this is so big, uh, that 91% of workers have said this, is because people will fight for what they already have way stronger, way more than for something that they want. And so if 91% of workers are saying, hey, I want to continue working remotely, companies are going to have a very, very difficult time taking that away from them because if they try to do that and that hurts that 91% of workers, what do you think those 91% of workers are going to do? They're going to quit. They're going to go to another company, another job opportunity that gives them back that benefit, that bonus. And so that's why, like, I think that these two really connect here is that if we look at the statistics of how many people quit this last year, it has, a, like, you can look at it from multiple points of view. One, if your company was constantly saying, hey, we're going to take this away, hey, we're going to take this away, we're going to take it away, uh, even though they weren't right away because of the situation with, with COVID, but you kept being told the moment that, you know, the pandemic kind of uh, cools off, we are going to take it away. You're, but, and you liked the fact that you're working remotely, you're going to go look for another company that can still provide you with that benefit, with that bonus. Uh, so that's why I think that's really, really interesting. And I, that's why I'm really kind of pointing out how these two things are connected. The number of people that quit this great resignation that we heard of, uh, and remote work because it's sort of working from two different directions. On one point, you don't want to have remote work taken away, but from the other hand, on the other side, like we talked about, all of a sudden there's all this new opportunity because you don't have to just look for jobs that are in a 15 mile radius from you. All of a sudden there's jobs, not just in the United States available to you, but even possibly all over the world. Maybe you want to work for a Canadian company or a European company or an Indian or Chinese, Japanese. It doesn't really matter. You can work for anywhere because companies all over the world had to figure out that remote work works. And that's why this is so important. And that's why this ties into pay because you can also now go out there and get high paying jobs uh, from companies that were used to paying a certain amount, uh, a higher salary point than perhaps what companies in your city, in your local area were used to doing. Uh, one of the other kind of final, quote unquote, things that I want to talk about is in both of these articles, in both of these articles, there was a focus on what they're calling flexible work or hybrid work. And employees themselves are saying that they want hybrid work. The companies that are, you know, embracing remote work, they're saying, uh, many of them are saying that they want hybrid work. And I have a very, very big problem with hybrid work because I don't think that it's the right move. And I think that companies that embrace hybrid work as their preferred way of working, the way that in the remote world, we say that a company is remote first, meaning that 
they they lead with being remote. Uh, being remote, being uh, work from anywhere is the norm. It's what's expected. It's how the company is built, right? That's what remote first as a company means. And a lot of these companies that are, are transitioning from being office first, if we want to adopt this way of, of describing this style of work, instead of them going remote first, they are going hybrid first. And here is my big problem with hybrid. This has been something that has been talked about with remote work for years and years before COVID. And the reason for that is that hybrid work can be a very big problem because it will segregate your workforce. Uh, And the reason why I will do this is, let me just kind of like run you through a scenario so that you can see how this works. Let's say that I have a company and it is hybrid first, right? We're using the hybrid work model where uh, you can either uh, work from home or you can come to the office or you can do whatever you want or there's some sort of mixture of the two, right? Here's where the problem happens. If I as the owner or management, upper management, whatever it may be, are coming into the office you know, every day or whatever it may be because we want to be in the office and then there's a half of employees are also coming into the office sometimes or coming into the office all the time because it's what they like. And then the other half aren't coming into the office at all or uh, are coming into the office part-time or whatever it may be. What ends up happening is that the upper management, the owners of the company will all other things being equal in the different employees, they will always choose for promotions, those who come to the office. All things being equal, of course. And the reason why I'm saying that is that that's just human nature. If you're coming into an office and you're seeing somebody every single day or most days of the week and you get to know each other outside of professional uh, work, right, professional duties, and there's a promotion up and There's, on one hand, you have somebody who's been coming to the office that you see every day, that you get the chit-chat at the water cooler, et cetera, et cetera. And then on the other hand, you have somebody who stays home 60% of the time and their work, their performance, everything is equal. Who do you think is going to get that promotion, that that new opportunity for growth? It's going to be the person that you know very well, right? It's going to be the person that you've been seeing coming in all the time and This is why this is an issue is because it's not going to take long for those people who are working remotely most of the time to see that trend, to see the, the fact that when all things are, that when all things are equal, uh, coming into the office gives you a better chance of getting a promotion or getting an opportunity. And what's going to happen is people are just going to come straight back into the office. So this is why if you're going to, in my opinion, and I'm always happy to have conversations with this and talk to people who disagree with me. I love that because that way we all learn. But this is why, from what I've seen, from what I've talked with uh, heads of remote and other remote leaders out there, this is why we're being really kind of like putting up the red flags on this in terms of saying, if you're going hybrid first, this is a very, very potential issue, and this is why you should go remote first. Because if you're also hybrid first, you're always going to, um, in a way, lean the way that you operate the company, the way that you do things, the way that you organize things 
back to being in the office. And the people who are working remotely, they're not going to get um, good organizational structures. They're not, get, they're not going to get good communicational structures. Because when you work remotely, for those of you guys that have been doing this for the last couple of years, as you know, everything needs to change. The way that you manage needs to change. The way that you communicate needs to change. The way that you incorporate this quote-unquote water cooler talk, right? The, the gathering around the water cooler or the going out for drinks after work. These sort of things that we thought were just kind of like... Uh, bad expenses of time that we're now finding are actually super important to company culture. All of this stuff needs to get reworked in a way in which it's remote friendly. And if you have half the people coming into the office and the other half working from home, then the company is not forced to re-engineer the way that they do this. And the people who are working from home are just going to get left out. They're gonna get frustrated because they can't figure out what to do. The communication inside the company, they're gonna to start to feel left out and so on and so forth. And that is why I think it's really important. Uh, it's, it's very, very important for uh, companies to not focus on being hybrid first, to not take that, um, easy, quick answer, but to invest in learning how to do this long-term and to just go straight to remote first uh, and not really focus on being hybrid first. And what I want to say about this, like when I'm, it, it, it may sound like I'm being very negative to hybrid work. And I know companies that, for example, have an office where they say like, hey, we have, you know, 60% of our employees are in this area. So we do have an office space if you want to come in and use it. Or I know companies that will like buy co-working memberships because they know there's a cluster uh, of employees that are in the same city. I think all of that is fine, uh, and and I think it's to totally totally cool. I know Basecamp has been doing that for years, uh, or at least last time I checked, they had an office in Chicago that they kind of said like, hey, if you want to come in and work from here, then that's great. But the big but here is it really really matters how upper management, the owners of the company are communicating about this. Because if they say, if the upper management of the company, the owners of the company, whoever it may be, that's at the top of the company says, hey, yes, we're remote friendly, we can work from hybrid, but then they're coming into the office every single day, that's where you get an issue. And this is where Basecamp, for example, where their owners are, I don't know, not really coming in that much, they have said we're remote first, we're built, we're, our operations are designed for remote work. That's why they don't have that issue is because they're designed for remote work. They just choose to come in and co-work together from time to time. So uh, their organizational structure, their communicational structure is not based on uh, being together uh, in person. So I think these are really interesting articles that are spelling out some really, really cool things uh, about remote work. I think it's really showing that remote work is here to stay, that employees are willing to fight for remote work, that they want to keep it because they're happier, uh, they're healthier, they're spending more time with their families, maybe they can get a job uh, that is higher paying, and all of that to me is trending towards exactly what we've been talking about on this podcast that we've been talking about with so many of the people that we're interviewing and that we're seeing in a lot of the other companies out there that remote work is here to stay, and that uh, is something that I'm very, very happy about.
But all right, you guys, that is it for me. Like I said, if you want to connect uh, with me on uh, social media, definitely head on over to Twitter at Mitkoka, M-I-T-K-O-K-A, and give me a follow there. You can check out what my three most aspirational podcast guests for 2022 are. Uh, Give that a share. Give it a like so that uh, we can increase our chances of getting those people on the podcast. Uh, If you are digging this podcast, if you enjoy listening to it, the number one way for people to find out about this podcast is for you to tell them. It's for you to say, hey, I'm really digging this podcast. I'm really enjoying this. I think you should check it out as well because I know what you're into and I think you'd be really into that, uh, into this podcast, I should say. So thank you so much if you decide to share this podcast with a friend. That is the number one way for us to grow and to get more listeners. Uh, And as we get more listeners, we can then bid to get bigger and bigger uh, guests on and stuff like that. And then also, of course, please leave a review. Uh, I really, really appreciate all the reviews that we're getting. Uh, and uh, I'm always so happy to hear what you guys think about uh, this podcast, and it helps us rank better uh, in the podcast network. So thank you guys so much. Uh, we're going to be back again next week. We're going to have more guests coming in. We have some really, really fun conversations coming up. So you guys enjoy. Uh, spring is coming. Have a good time, and I will see you guys uh, next week. <laughs>